And we are back. The Against the Spread podcast, only on the War Report radio series. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at War Report Radio. Instagram, war underscore report underscore radio. I'm back here. Stack guy, he's on vacation. I wired in a very, very secret contact. He knows a lot about the sports game. Jerry, where you at? Yo, man, man, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Everything is good, man. I hope you're ready to do this against the spread podcast. You're filling in for the stack guy. That's a pretty, uh, you know what I mean, big shoes to fill. How do you feel about it, man? How do you feel about being on the podcast? Yeah, man, it's, it's a humble, humbling thing, man. It's been my first time ever being able to do this. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready, you know, and I'm, you know, it's, it's a humble experience. I'm, I'm willing to help you out any way I can, man. You know, we have a long way back, back, back to university, man. Facts, facts, facts. So, looks like we did, uh, Overall, pretty well over week one, you know what I mean? I'm not going to – I haven't really even tallied up the score just yet, but I just see a lot of green on that paper and not a lot of red, you know what I mean? We're very competitive right now with the Dunkel spread. We all have winning records so far, it looks like, you know what I mean, or uh, at least above 500. How do you feel about week one coming coming I mean, off, I, coming I, off I the like strong with the, season? With all the upsets week one, you know, and uh, all the, like, the major landslides and, and as far as like the spreads of victory, I feel like guys did a good job. I mean, we all – or at least most of us got stung by that New Orleans game, you know what I mean? But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's all all good times to bounce back this week, you know, because we got an idea about how, how the defense looks. So it might be a pick you want to fade now. Absolutely, man. Let's get right into week two, man. Speaking of week two, you know what I mean? The first game uh, was Thursday night football, Bengals, Ravens. We all took the Bengals here, all got that easy dub. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure what the Dunkel Index was talking about because – when you're coming off um, a quick week, that Sunday into that Thursday night game, that home team should always be favored there. Uh, I think he was wrong by picking the Ravens uh, minus one and having the Ravens favored by nine. How do you feel about coming off that Sunday night into that Thursday game? Do you usually go with the home team? I mean, uh, most of the times, uh, I mean, I normally go with the matchup, uh, but with the even matchup with like the Ravens and uh, and and Bengals, who are divisional opponents, you, you definitely want to go with the uh, the home team, but they both have winning records. I just believe that that uh, the, the 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 Ravens like you know landslide of victory forty seven to three last week uh, was more so like fool's gold. Yeah, the most football fans and it kind of like uh, no you no know, confuse the idea of the of the of the line. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And I definitely thought that uh, the Bills were very suspect. You know what I mean? And just because you blow a team out, that means you're probably going into the locker room thinking, oh yeah, we, we the shit. You know what I mean? Like we just blew a team out. But week two is always that wake-up call, you know what I mean, for the teams that really perform well in week one. I've seen it happen. Yes, sir. And I feel like the Bengals are a team, are a team to be reckoned with uh, for the rest of the season. I don't think this, this is going to be like one of those starts when they start off 5-0 and and start the blemish after. I think they're really going to be strong all the way through. Okay, man, that, that'll be a surprise team this year. A lot of people expected the Bengals to be that mediocre team, that treadmill team, but they're starting off 2-0, and and they're, they're in the uh, AFC North. Uh, division right now, uh, leading that division. We can move right on to uh, the 1 o'clock games if you want to, man. Yeah, let's jump right into it, man. Jump right into it. All right, man. First game is going to be the Panthers uh, at 1 o'clock game. Panthers traveling to Atlanta to face the Falcons. The Falcons are favored at home uh, by 6, minus 6. Falcons is going to be the spread here. Dunkel spread has the Falcons favored by 3. He's going to take the Panthers plus 6. Uh, I'm making my picks live with you, sir, uh, my co-host Jerry, right now. Um, the Falcons, you know, 
They made the Super Bowl two years ago, uh, made the playoffs last year. In the NFL terms, that's a step down. Then they lose week one against the Eagles. Not to say that um, the Eagles aren't a great team and a great defense. This is a tough matchup here, but I think the Panthers plus six, that's a hard uh, cover for the Falcons. Give me the Panthers plus six here. Yeah, man, uh, I definitely agree with you, man. But, you know, I'm more I'm more of the guy that's going to go with the uh, go with the juggler. I'm taking the Panthers' money line on this one, man. Um, I feel as if, you know, they have they have the ability to win this game. Uh, they have Cam Newton, even though Greg Olsen is going to be out. Falcons are also missing their key linebacker. So who's going to be that guy that's going to be able to, you know, to lay that wood on Cam Newton? You know, I think he's going to uh, get over 100 yards rushing this week and do his thing in the, with the passing game as well. I have uh, Panthers winning the game by at least 10. Okay, man, that's a fact, man. That's a that's a that's a very good assessment. You're right. The Falcons did lose their top safety and Deion Jones, their top linebacker. I totally forgot about that. Um, I think uh, Vegas is trying to trick people here with this pick, but we can move on to the next game. Uh, seeing that we agree on the first matchup, uh, next game is going to be uh, one o'clock. Colts traveling to D.C. to face the Redskins. Uh, the Colts came off that tough loss against the Bengals in Week One, and. Uh, Andrew Luck is back, but he did he did have some numbers, but they did lose the game. Redskins, on the other hand, they, they traveled to Arizona and beat the pulp out of the Cardinals on the road. So the, uh, the Redskins right now are favored in this game, uh, minus 5.5 points. Dunkel Index has the Redskins by 12. Um, he's going to take the Redskins minus 5.5. Uh, I'm not going to join him in that assessment. Uh, I think the Colts just ran into a better team. Uh in the Bengals uh, last week, even though the Colts are probably really weak on all sides. But I'm not sure. If you go quarterback for quarterback here, I think Andrew Luck is the better quarterback. Not to say that the Redskins aren't the better team. Just give me the Colts here plus five and a half points. I'll take the points with the Colts. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to go against you on this one, man. I'm going to take. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Redskins minus five and a half or minus six. I just see them with a strong team. Uh, overall, Jordan Reed is healthy this year, looking really strong. They have Grant and the receiver looking really strong, uh, covering up uh, Crowder's weaknesses. Uh, I also also like Adrian Peterson what he's doing, looking 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 very looking resurrected right now on that field, man. And uh, I don't think Coach's going to be able to deal with this, so I take uh, Washington to win at least by ten. Okay, man, that's a fact. You're going to take the Redskins on that one, man. I hope Andrew Luck. You know what I mean? Because uh, if the Coach start on too, you know you're you're pretty much not making the playoffs. They gotta win this game on the road. Um, yeah, man, they're they're, they're facing a lot. I, I don't really like this matchup for the Colts. I may actually change my pick, but we'll move on to the next game. Uh, the Texans, they're gonna be traveling to Tennessee. Ooh. Texans are gonna be traveling to the Tennessee Titans. Texans are favored on the road here, minus one. Dunco Index has the Texans by three. Uh, he's gonna take the Texans uh, minus one. Uh, this is a real tough matchup. The Titans were favored against the Dolphins last week. Wind up losing. Uh, Texans, you know what I mean? They played the Patriots, and the Patriots made them look bad. So you never know what's going really on here with the Texans. Is Deshaun Watson having a bad sophomore year? Uh, is Are the Titans a little bit underrated with that new head coach they got down there? Uh, they fired their head coach basically when they made the playoffs last year. So it's not starting off to a good start. Both teams, I'm not really liking what I'm seeing right now. Give me the Texans uh, to start 1-1 one one over the Titans uh, going 0-2. I'm going to take the Texans minus 1 here. How do you feel about this game? 
Um, man, this, this game right here is pretty much like a toss up right here, man. Um, but I'm a, uh, I think uh, even even though the uh, Titans just lost Delaney Walker, I feel as if uh, they're gonna put something something together this week and, uh, and pull out the victory. I have Titans actually getting the winning this game because they're home, and I feel as if the uh, Te- Texans are gonna have their receivers playing, but you know Hopkins is, is lingering with a foot injury, and you have F- uh, Fuller out there on a bad hammy. He can't go deep with that bad hammy, man. Okay, man, that's fair enough, man. The Titans, at least, they have a, a pretty strout defense. The Texans, of course, you got to worry about their defense. J.J. Watt and, and uh, Clowney on the other side. Uh, you got uh, Matthew uh, checking the back then as a safety. I just like their, their the Texans a little bit more on paper than I like the Tennessee Titans. And, of course, the Tennessee Titans, they're, they're playing with, uh, you know what I mean, house money right now. Um, uh, Mike Vabel, their head coach, still has uh, – he's yet to prove himself at the NFL level being a head coach. So I'm not sure if they're under the same type of uh, focus and leadership as they were last year when they made the playoffs. Uh, that's the reason I'm gonna go with the Texans. Texans are just a little bit better on paper to me. Yeah, man, that's gonna, that's a really tough game, man. So uh, we can agree to, to disagree on that one, man. We're gonna find out who wins that one on Sunday morning, man. I mean Sunday afternoon. My apology. Facts, facts, man. Next game, you got the Eagles, the the Super Bowl champion Eagles. They're yet to lose. Uh, they're going against my Buccaneers, my one and no Buccaneers. We went in the Saints last year and just put up a bunch of points. The Eagles are favorite on the road here, as they probably should be, minus three. The uh, uh, Dunko Index has the Eagles by eight. Uh, so he's going to take the Eagles minus three here. Uh, I kind of want to join him in that assessment, even though the Bucks are my team. And I like what I saw under them last week. We have a lot of weapons, but the Eagles have a great defense. And they can get after us with... Uh, their front seven, and they 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 got got they got guys flying all over the field in that defense. So I think we they caused a lot of problems for us uh, headed in at home. And I think coming off that big Saints victory, this is like a career game for Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know everything's on the line from him and how he performed last week. You got Jameis there waiting there lurking uh, for Week Four. Uh, it's still a toss up whether he's going to be the starter or not. So if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays well here uh, and, and wins this game. Uh, he may he's that closer to that starting job at least till about week six or whenever he starts falling off uh, his 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 hot streak. Uh, so at that with that being said, uh, give me the Eagles here uh, minus three going against the Bucks on the road. Uh, I think that they cause a lot of problems with us. Uh, we got somebody's going to have to defend Zach Ertz and Aguilar and Nick Foles has proven as a guy that could get it done and he can he can he can make that game winning drive for you. How do you feel about this game? Yeah, man. Um, I told I, I totally respect how you feel about the Eagles, man. Uh, I know they're defending champions, and they have they have a uh, very similar line what they had last year when they actually won it all, but even stronger now. They added some players. Um, I just feel as if you know I'm going with the underdog in this one, uh, the Buccaneers to win the game. Uh, I feel as if they are they're, they're going to keep that momentum rolling for at least another another week or so. Um, they're I think, think the Eagles are going to come off uh, that win from last week and uh, feel, feel a little hot about, about why how they won. I think they're not, not going to be ready for the Buccaneers just as the Saints weren't. And they're going to get hit in the mouth early and they're not, not going to be able to recover. Okay, man. That's a fair enough assessment, man. Uh, uh, to me, uh, I actually want Jameis to win his starting job back. Uh, so, uh, Eagles <laughs> uh, Eagles win here is, uh, is like a win. And then the Bucks win here is also like a win for me. So, uh, I'm totally biased in that pick. Most definitely. I feel you on that one, brother. <laughs> All right, man. Next game is going to be the Chiefs traveling into Pittsburgh for the Steelers' home opener. You got the Steelers favored by five here. Dunkel spread has the Steelers by seven and a half. He's going to take the Steelers minus five. I'm definitely not going to join him in that assessment. I'm definitely taking the Chiefs here. Uh, 
plus five on the road to get this win. Um, simply because not one for one, Andy Reid teams they start out fast. Uh, that was proven last year when they beat up the Patriots at home week one. They totally destroyed the Chargers last week. Tyreek Hill's going off crazy. In uh, the Steelers, you know, they're going to miss Le'Veon Bell for week two. They definitely missed him week one. I don't care what anybody says about Ryan Connor and the fact that he's a good running back or whatever case may be. He had two touchdowns over 100 yards. That's all well. But at the end of the day, uh, when it really counted and, and the Steelers needed that go-to guy, they weren't able to get A.B. the ball because A.B.'s being double-teamed. And Le'Veon is the guy that can make people miss out of that backfield, whether you're throwing it to him or whether he's he's, he's uh, using his blockers efficiently and, and, and getting those extra yardage uh, as soon as he uh, – after contact, too. So they're missing that Le'Veon Bell star player that can move the ball for them. Uh, Big Ben last week, he looked terrible. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, they got a lot to like. Give me the Chiefs here plus five, man. I'm not sure how you see this game. Man, I definitely on the same page with you, man. Here, uh, sorry, Hill, man. I'm, I'm kind of upset. I passed him up on fantasy, uh, you know, for uh, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, you know, he came out with three touchdowns, looking amazing in week one. I feel like he's going to keep that ball rolling with Steelers. They have a very weak secondary. I feel like Mahomes has this, has this baseball arm. He's throwing sliders out there that are going 70 yards. And Tyreek Ty- Ty- Hill is going to be the only guy out there going out there running running to catch it. Nobody's going to be able to stick with that man out there. So I just see Chiefs being able to stretch this game apart. Uh, I see the game being high scoring, but I don't see the Steelers staying close at the end. Chiefs by like seven or eight. Okay, man, I feel you on that one. Next one o'clock game, we're still in the one o'clock games. It's gonna be the Dolphins off that uh, surprise victory at home last week, traveling to New York to face Sam Darnold and the newly led uh, Jets. There, a lot of new energy coming out of that other New York team, the New York Jets. Now uh, with Sam Darnold at the QB, you got the Jets favored by three here uh, in Vegas, and then Dunkel Spread has the Jets favored by eight eight points. He's gonna take the Jets. Uh, uh, Favorite, uh, minus three. He's going to take the Jets at home. I'm going to join him in that assessment. Uh, I like what I saw out of Sam Darnold uh, last week. And it's not saying that he was all world or anything like that. He actually threw a pick six on his first uh, throw. However, and that's also something that Jameis Winston did on his first throw, by the way, just putting that in there. But at the same time, the Jets under Todd Bowles, he's a defensive-minded coach. And what we saw last week, was a defense that was on the same page. And, and, and uh, Todd Bowles, he's got this defense running, man. I know the stat guy, he was on he was on a podcast last week. He, he stated that, uh, you know, him as the defensive coach, and then you got Sam Darnold as the new uh, head of the offense, he kind of fixes a lot of their offensive issues they had last year at quarterback. And let's be honest, the Jets, they've always dealt with QB issues. So to finally fill that, that QB, all you got to worry about is the defense and, and – Hopefully in years to come, getting him those weapons around Sam Darnold. But I definitely think they're a better uh, and better led coach team than the Dolphins. Give me the Jets at home here. Uh, easy victory. Yeah, man. I'm jumping right in with you, man. I keep it short and sweet. Yes, man. The Jets are looking really strong. I'm loving what Bo- uh, Coach Bowles has going on there. I, I really felt as if them choosing Darnold was actually a steal. It's like Darnold could have actually went early in the draft. Uh, no, but um, no one no one chose him, so the Jets, the Jets, Jets got a gem, man. I feel as if they're going to start off really strong this year. They're going to surprise some people. I think they're going to actually maybe maybe contend for uh, no one of those playoff spots, you know? Okay, definitely, man. The Jets may be a playoff team, man. Uh, you know, I think they, they knocked it out of the park with their draft picks. They got rid of some of the guys who weren't under the top Bowles vision, like a Sheldon Richardson. They got rid of and, and Mo Wilkerson. 
You know what I mean? They said, hey, we'll, we'll find guys that, that are doing on the top bowl system and players that aren't disruptive in practice and stuff like that. And it looks like the, it looks like finally his young team, his young nucleus of, of uh, Adams on the back end at safety and Sam Darnold now at QB. You got Morris Claiborne at at uh, at cornerback. Uh, you got yes, Tremaine sir. Johnson at, uh, at at corner now. You know, I think that I think his team is buying in. So they Absolutely. might they might make the playoffs just, in that comment. Yeah, man, they're gonna be really strong, man. Uh, but Donald, man, he's gonna be something in the next three to five years. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. Next game is gonna be the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers, no longer the San Diego Chargers, traveling to Buffalo to face the Bills. The spread for this game, surprisingly, is the Chargers uh, favored by seven. Uh, Dunkel Index has the Chargers by ten and a half. Uh, this is an interesting game to me. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the spread here. Uh, I don't like what's coming out of Buffalo. I said that last week. I knew they were going to get destroyed by the Ravens. Uh, but at the same time, they did make the QB change to their uh, rookie quarterback, Josh Allen. Now, he has kind of looked uh, mediocre to say the most in preseason, so you can't really expect him to go out there and have an all-world uh, first game as a starter there in Buffalo. But at the same time, the fans are going to be crazy to see that first win. Now, at the same time, the Chargers have more talent on paper. So give me the Chargers here, but I'm going to take the money line here. I'm not I'm not taking the Chargers by seven points. That's ridiculous. Um. Yeah, man, I, I kind of agree with you, man, on the, on the idea because you know, we all know that Chargers know how to start games, but they do not know how to finish. Um, you know, so this is one thing that I, I definitely don't believe they're going to be able to cover that spread. They may have a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter, end up winning by four or five. So I'm going to take the Chargers money line here too. But I see Melvin Gordon having a strong game. He's about to go two rushing touchdowns over 120 purpose yards. Um, so, yeah, I definitely see Chargers winning. I don't see Bills actually contending at all. I see Chargers giving away the lead at the end. Okay, man. Yeah, facts, man. That that like on paper, that's what should happen in this game. You know what I mean? That's the just a smart bet there. The Chargers they have a lot more weapons than the Bills. Uh, yeah, man. I'm not, I'm not feeling the Bills at all. Uh, they're in shambles up there. That whole franchise is just a joke to me. Uh, even though their defense is there, does have some playmakers. Uh, we can move on to the next game if you want. Absolutely, man. Let's let's keep it rolling. Keep it going, baby. All right, man. Next game is gonna be the Vikings. Uh, they're one and zero. They're going to go into Lambeau Field and face the Packers at one o'clock uh, to, uh, on Sunday tomorrow. You got the Packers favorite by one at home. Dunko Index has the Vikings by twelve. He's going to take the Vikings plus one here. Uh, this is a real toss-up game. Uh, while the Packers, you know, have been riding the Aaron Rodgers wave for the past what ten years or whatever the case may be. How long has it been? I don't really even know. But at the same time. They, they've let other people um, come in and. Yo, Jerry, can you still hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, I'm here. All right, yeah, there. man. Yeah, they've they've they they've let other people in their division come and creep up on them, and that team is the uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and even the Chicago Bears. It have improved. Now, the question is, are the Vikings can they withhold the Aaron Rodgers onslaught of what he can do with that offense? Can can the Vikings as a defense kind of Hold that impact while also making plays. And I think the Vikings are the overall better team here. But it's very hard to take the Packers um, uh, uh, when they have Aaron Rodgers at home not to get this victory. And, and, and the one spread, you know, give me that spread. It, it, I'll take Aaron Rodgers any day. Give me the Packers here, uh, minus one. 
Yeah, man. Um, well, I'm going to go, man. I'm going to go to the opposite of that. I'm going to take uh, the Vikings on that plus one. I just feel as if they have the, one of the strongest defense. A lot of people were on that you know, Garoppolo wave until the Vikings came to town. And after that, you got to do three picks. Everybody's saying, oh, he may not be what we thought he was. You know, so I, I feel like the Vi- Vikings defense has, has a way to change your name immediately because of their impact on the, on the rush. As well, the, the corner's ability, you know, to disguise, to disguise their look, and they're able to come and they make up for a lot of ground with their speed, and they, they, and they actually run run it back when they get it. You know, they're looking to score when they get picks. So that, uh, that, that means Vikings very dangerous. I just see that Kirk Cousins is a great addition uh, with, you know, with Diggs and Thielen. I, I just see Vikings really putting put something together, and I, I think Aaron Rodgers may be hobbled. I, I think, think he may be off that adrenaline wave now, and I don't think he's going to be fully healthy because he doesn't want to f- fully seek the best treatment right now. He wants to play through it. It's going to be a very, very important factor coming into the second half of that game. Okay, man. That's a that's a factor, man. I may have to change my pick uh, again. That was very strong points. You know, the Vikings, I will agree with you that the Vikings are the better overall team. You know what I mean? But can that overall better team go in there and beat Aaron Rodgers at home? I'm not sure. Uh, history has tells us that... Uh, you know, when Aaron Rodgers is playing against his division foe at home, he's always, like, dogging him out with, like, three touchdowns, 300-plus yards. So, uh, I'm just going on history this year. I know the Vikings have a very strong roster. Uh, but, uh, yeah, how do you feel about uh, previous years, you know what I mean, that the Vikings are just a really, really strong team this year? Yeah, man, I, I just feel like the uh, uh, Vikings have a strong philosophy right now that they have been having going on for the last two to three years. I feel like now adding Kirk Cousins allows them to go really ver- uh, become a more of a vertical team now, so now they can become more of a, a full-out idea of a, of a rush pass or a pass rush team. They mix it up now more so. No shade to, no shade to Case Keenum, but he just not, he's not a Kirk Cousins with regards to the arm he has and ability to read defense. His awareness is, is much stronger than Keenum's. He's not going to force force the ball as Keenum did against Philly and do those three or four picks he did last year in that playoff game. I feel as if Kirk Cousins would have did, did, did a better job managing the game and kept them in it uh, throughout it, um, you know, and the game was already over the half because they had somebody like Keenan behind the center, you know, so I feel as if now they're going to be able to take it to the next level this year because the defense is still intact. Okay, man, facts, facts, facts. Let's move on to the next game. You got the Browns. They're not 0-1, but they're 0-1 now. They're fucking, they fucking tied last week with the Steelers. Um, I was really disappointed in the Browns, but they're going to be facing the Saints at uh, the uh, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, in New Orleans, the Saints are favored by eight and a half points. Uh, same spread as last week, uh, honestly, against the Bucks, and they got the Saints by 19. Um, he's going to take the Saints. The Dunkel spread is taking the Saints minus eight and a half. I'm going to join him in that assessment. I'm taking the Saints uh, minus eight and a half, and the reason because is because the Browns can actually compete this year, uh, but not with Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback. Uh, the Browns can compete this year if they insert Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. Maybe you can keep up with the Saints' offense, but Tyrod Taylor isn't that type of player. How do you feel about this game? Um, actually, man, uh, I actually like Tyrod Taylor, man. Um, I, I actually know won a fantasy uh, championship last year with them, so I, I, I think he's I think he's a little bit better when people kind of give him credit for. I know he's not the best best QB, but he's solid. I, I believe that Browns are going to come in here and actually cover the spread and have a chance to do the same exact thing that Buccaneers did. So I'm, cl- I'm almost enticed to take Browns' money line on this game, but I see this game being very high scoring. I see Browns staying in it. Browns losing by like six or five. Okay, man, you're going to take the Browns with the split. I mean, eight and a half is a lot of points. I'm expecting a blowout victory here from the Saints. I'm, I'm expecting like 40 to 17. 
hey man, if they could do that, man, uh, I, yeah, I give them much respect because after last week, I see Browns and Josh, I see Josh Gordon having a monster game after what I saw with their secondary last week. They look awful. Okay, that's a fact. Their their secondary is terrible. I will give you that. You know what I mean? I, I watched pretty much the whole Buccaneers and Saints game, and I think every time we touched the ball, we scored. So like, that's that's just terrible. That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, that no matter at what level, it should never happen that much. That was too many touchdowns. Absolutely, man. Let's move on to the 4 o'clock games. We're finally at the 4 o'clock games now. Uh, you got the Lions going into San Francisco and facing the 49ers. The 49ers are favored here uh, by 5.5 points. Uh, Dunkel Spread only has the 49ers by 3. He's going to take the Lions with the points. There's no way I'm picking the Lions after what I saw under uh, Matt Patricia last week. I know Jimmy Garoppolo threw uh, three picks uh, week one. I don't think he's that good, but he's pretty good. I mean, like what? Like he's had some games where I've I've, I've thought he played really well, especially when he was in the Patriots uniform and filled in for Tom Brady those like two weeks uh, in that span. He played well, and then when he was traded to the 49ers, he 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 he, he uh, did play well last year. Now, can he piece it together this year after that big contract and expectations? He's not playing with a lot of weapons, but at the same time, the 49ers are going to be home. Uh, the Lions, I, I just don't like what I'm seeing out of, uh, out of Detroit. They got rid of a lot of good players, um, and they don't really have a lot of talent on that defense. So give me the 49ers here, uh, money line. I don't think they can cover the spread. Yeah, man, um, I'm going to uh, p- uh, most likely go against that. I'm not going to take Detroit to win the game. Hell no. I'm going to take them to cover the spread. Uh, as well as Matt Stafford, uh, every time he has thrown at least three or four picks, three or more picks in a game, he has come back and bounced back with a stellar performance each and every year he has thrown a had a game like that. So I see Matt Stafford bouncing back um, and shredding San Fran's uh, secondary. So Richard Sherman, uh, you know, better watch out because I think Matt Stafford's going to really uh, throw that thing long to Marvin Jones Jr. and to Golden Tate. So he has, he has some weapons out there. And even Galladay now is now a weapon too. So he had 125 yards last week despite the uh, blowout loss. So I think that there's something to build from um, despite getting his hammered like that. I think they have some. Uh, they saw some positive signs from the offense that they can really have some uh, – they, they can exploit San Fran. I think San Fran is getting a lot of credit for being good when they haven't proven they were really good yet. That's a fact, man. The 49ers are still on that the, – the, 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 the list is still out on them, man. You know, they had that long uh, – they had that five-game winning streak where Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing all those touchdowns. But at the same time now, you know what I mean, uh, at the same time, it's just like it's not they – ha- they're not a real team yet. You know, the, the jury's still out on those guys. Absolutely, man. And I, th- I, th- I think they may have a chance to start off starting off 0-2, man. So uh, that happens, you know. What do what everybody think now about Jimmy Garoppolo? Is he still that exciting guy that everybody thought he was or everybody everybody going to start turning against him? It's going to be something funny to see. Facts, facts, facts. Next game. Next game is going to be the Cardinals going into L.A. to face the Rams. The Rams are favored by 13 points in Vegas. Yes, sir. Uh, Rams are favored by 9 uh, by the Dunkel Index. He's going to take the Cardinals with the points here. There's no way I'm taking the Cardinals with the points here. Uh, I think this is a team that uh, is kind of losing its identity around the NFL. and They're getting weaker and weaker by the year. Uh, they did draft a QB uh, in the first round, so maybe uh, Josh Rosen will eventually get that start and change this uh, franchise trajectory around. But right now, the Cardinals, uh, after being expected to be okay-ish, you know what I mean? You let the Redskins walk into your house and 
pretty much uh, do whatever they wanted to you guys. So I have no faith in the Cardinals right now. Give me the Rams uh, with the spread, minus 13. Somehow I feel like they, they'll cover it. They covered a 13-point uh, victory against the Raiders. They could definitely do that against the Cardinals. Yeah, man, I definitely feel the same way, man. You know, you know, I, you know how I go. I'm a Los Angeles Rams fan. You know, I, was, uh, I always went way back with them through all the struggles through St. Louis. Now in LA, and I told people, man, we're coming. And so this is this is another way to make a statement. Um, no, we're not going to struggle in this game because we know it's going to show that we have some kind of weakness. And right now, we're trying to prove that we're getting better. Um, Aaron Donald had a superb performance last week, and he already stated that this week is going to be his bounce back game. So that's already a sign for the uh, Arizona starting quarterback to watch out. Um, so I think Rams won this game by at least 20, 20 plus points. Uh, I don't see it being close at all. Yeah, man, me either, man. I mean, you got to think about it. You know, uh, the Raiders game last week on Monday Night Football was a close matchup uh, for for at least to the fourth quarter, and then the Rams kind of took off. But if you look at that final score, thirty to thirteen, you know, the Rams they they could score. You know, what I mean, at the end of the game is 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 the is the final score is the only score that really matters. You know, what I mean, I don't care how many yards or whatever the case may be, sacks or whatever. Uh, when we talk about against the spread, we're talking about that final score. And oh, the actual game was thirty-three to thirteen, so they beat the Raiders by twenty. You don't, by twenty. Yeah, you don't think on the road? You don't think that the Rams can at home can can just pounce on the Cardinals? Uh, give me yeah. I'm glad we both agree on this pick. Easy, easy pick right here. Easy money. Yes, easy money. Easy money right there. Next game, we got the four twenty-five games. Uh, Patriots. They're going to travel to Jacksonville and face yeah. the Jaguars. Um, the Patriots. Are favored by two on the road here. Dunko spread has the Patriots by four and a half. He's going to take the Patriots minus two. Um, I'm going to join him in that assessment. Uh, the Jaguars, they struggle to create offense. They're probably going to be without Leonard Fournette, I believe, for this week. Uh, so that's, that's a bummer for them. Uh, you're not going to be able to move the ball against the Patriots defense like you were against the Giants. And, of course, you know, the the, the, the this Patriots offense you know, what, what What more can you say about these guys? You got Tom Brady out there. Gronk is healthy at the start of the year, as he always is. You know what I mean? Before Gronk is out, probably for the year. So, that gives uh, Brady a huge target with a lot to work with. Um, I mean, they, they signed uh, Corey, uh, what's his name? Corey Coleman from the Browns yes, cut. Uh, so, I expect Corey Coleman to go out there and make some plays, honestly, with the Patriots. With Tom Brady throwing it to him, he'll probably be all world. Um, and uh, give me the Patriots here, minus two on the road. Yeah, man, um, I like your pick, man, but I'm going to go the opposite. I just feel as if um, Jacksonville, even without uh, Luna Fournette, has a defense that uh, Tom Brady has struggled against while playing in Florida. Uh, had this game been in Foxborough, I would take New England run line no matter what the spread was. But being that the game is in uh, Jacksonville and in Florida, Tom Brady has struggled there, only averaging about 1.9 touchdowns per game in Florida over his career. Being, uh, you know, and, and that's one of his lowest lowest stats you know, uh, you know, his career over, you know, over, his, over the course of his duration of how he's been in the NFL. So I think you know, Jacksonville will kind of keep the game close, close enough to stay in it and uh, possibly win it by a last-second field goal. I see Jacksonville winning this game like no twenty-one eighteen. Uh, the game will go will, will go under forty. Where are they going to find the offense to get twenty-eight points from? They're going to have to need. They're going to beat the Patriots. They're going to need a pick six. They're going to need a defensive touchdown. Yeah, twenty-one eighteen. Twenty-one eighteen. Jacksonville wins the game. They're going to be down no uh, twenty-one eighteen, and they're going to win that game somehow by that score. I feel like it's going to happen that way. Either twenty-one eighteen or twenty to seventeen. Okay, fair enough, man. Uh, last four o'clock game is going to be the Raiders. Uh, traveling to their division rival to face the Broncos at Mile High. The Broncos, they have uh, two home games to start out the year, which is pretty much an easy schedule in my book. 
uh, which is really unfair. But whatever the case may be, some teams get it, some teams don't. Either way, the Broncos right now are favored minus five and a half points. Dunko Index has the Broncos by 15. Uh, I'm not going to join him in that assessment. I think the Broncos are good enough to win this game. Um, I think the Broncos, give me Broncos money line here. I like what I saw out of the Broncos in week one. Uh, they're a really, really tough team to beat at mile high. Had this game been in Oakland, you know what I mean? My pick might be different, but the fact that the the fact that the Broncos start out two weeks at home, you know what I mean? These players are going to their own homes, chilling with their families before the games. They're focused, they're wired, and they haven't even had to, had to hit the road yet. So give me the Broncos money line here to start it off for two and zero for the Broncos. Fool's gold though. I don't think they're that good. I think they're good enough to win two home games to start the year off. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I just feel the Broncos right now. I just got, like you said, got two wins handed to them. So I, uh, so I think, uh, especially with Oakland coming in as weak as they are, Derek Carr doesn't look, doesn't look like Derek Carr of about two, two or three years ago. Uh, he's, he's already on decline. He hasn't really done much. Uh, I just think that you know, once certain players get paid, they lose the ability, you know, or lose that focus, to, you know, to do that drive. So you no, know, for no, for no, for the, the drive to be great. So I just think that, um, you know. Yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be an easy win for the Broncos. I think Broncos actually will will win, cover that spread. So I'm going to take Broncos with 6.5. I think Broncos win the game by at least 10, 11 points because Derek Carr is a turn, turnover prone. I think Broncos are going to score off of that, either a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Okay, man, fair enough. We're already at Sunday night football. It's going to be the G-Men, the New York football giants, going into okay. Dallas okay. to face the Cowboys. Sunday night football. Uh, this is where we're all going to be watching at. I know I'm going to probably have to hit up like a little bar or something to catch this one because this is what the people want to see. Even though that star in, in in Dallas is a little bit dim now without Des Bryant there. I know people say Des Bryant couldn't run routes anymore. He didn't have the breakaway speed uh, or, or he wasn't getting separation. I say F all that. You know what I mean? He would still be the Cowboys' best receiver this year uh, in my book for sure. So I think the uh, the Cowboys, either way, are favored by three at home. Uh, the Giants and the Dunkel spread, he says take the Giants by three and a half. And uh, he's going to take the Giants plus three here. Um, the only problem with the Giants is their quarterback and their defense is suspect. So can the Giants defense stop the run? It's questionable. Is Eli Manning going to have a good Eli Manning game or is he going to have a bad Eli Manning game? It's questionable. And I think, actually, what I saw a lot of week in week one was that the connection with Odell wasn't quite there yet. And the pressure to get Saquon Barkley touches over just focusing on how to get Odell the football is kind of is in the way of the Giants being that team that we thought we would see in week one. I know they faced the Jags defense. The Cowboys defense is actually not bad this year. Um... With all that being said, uh, give me the Giants here because I really don't like the one-dimensional aspect of the Cowboys' offense. I think if the Giants find some way to stop Ezekiel Elliott and stop that running game, uh, maybe have like a, a hundred under a hundred-yard game, the Giants win this, walk away with this victory if Eli Manning shows up to play. And I think that Saquon Barkley is going to have a good game under the lights. And under all the stars and all, under all the pressure here in, in Dallas. How do you feel about this game? 
Yeah, man, I definitely agree with you on this one. I feel as if Saquon Barkley is going to have another, uh, going to add on to what he did last week. Uh, he's going to show, show more and more what he's able, uh, what is we capable of doing out there on that field. So as if he, uh, think Giants going to now now get an idea of what he can and cannot do in the regular season. They're going to give him more usage this week. So expect more carries from Saquon. Expect more, uh, you no know, receptions from Saquon. But he has to get better in that pass protection. Because he, he did he did impact Odell's performance last week by missing a few key blocks. But uh, other than that, I think that uh, Giants are going to roll in this one. Um, Dallas has no offense, uh, I think, uh, right now. And Ezekiel Elliott is going to struggle because that line is not the same. And uh, Giants are going to – and Giants look really, really strong on defense, in my opinion. Uh, they just they played the really, really strong uh, defense last week and week one. And I think, think they got them ready for this game. So I think Giants are going to win uh, by at least 10. Okay, man. Yeah, how did you feel about the dynamic of – Eli Manning almost forcing the ball to Saquon and not really being able to connect with Odell like that. Did you see any of that week one? I mean, I saw Eli uh, getting to Odell when he went into early in the game, but Saquon actually missed a, missed a few key blocks that allowed that got Eli hit on a couple of deep throws he, he could actually could have made. So um, it, it did go both ways. Eli did miss a few throws himself, but uh, Saquon missed a few protections that also impacted Eli's ability to get something down the field. He missed Shepard on uh, on because uh, Saquon missed a key block. So had he made that block, you know, Shepard could probably get have some more fantasy points, so on and so forth. So I mean, it's it's okay. But, I mean, uh, it's, it's a growing it's, it's, it's a growing process yeah. for Saquon, like. He 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 won't do that in week two. Yeah, absolutely not, man. I mean, I, I know this guy, man. He's he got a hunger for the game. He's probably already watching tape, saw that already, identified. He's like, oh shit, man, I gotta fix that. So he's already on it. Probably already probably been the only thing he probably really been practicing all week has been pass protection. I think Giants are gonna be really strong this week. I think they're gonna start off with the bang. Uh, I expect them to win the first quarter, be up at the half, and uh, and just take on from there. Okay, man. Last game of the week. I I really appreciate my co-host Jared for coming on. This is the last game of the week, man. Uh, Seahawks traveling to Chicago to face the Bears. The Bears are favored by three and a half points. The Seahawks by uh, one and a half is what Dunkel is saying. Give me the Seahawks plus three and a half is what uh, Dunkel's spread is suggesting. Uh, this is a tough, tough game because the Bears, you know, everyone's talking about that Aaron Rodgers performance in week one, but I'm not going to lie. It was kind of a snooze fest for me. I was, I was dozing off at this point of the night. Uh, I think that the Bears, you know, if you, if you even want to be serious, you know, you win this game. You know, you're up 17, basically to nothing at half, you know, and all you really had to do was put it in the end zone maybe once or, once or twice more, and that offense couldn't even do that. And, and one of the touchdowns from Khalil Mack. So everyone who's talking about this whole Mitchell Trubisky hype and how the, the Bears are kind of set up to win around this young quarterback, well, he has to actually win first, you know. He wasn't even able to get – a one game winning drive to to beat the Packers last week and I was really disappointed in that we're having to watch Aaron Rodgers come back and it's just like what are what are the Bears doing on offense it just didn't make any sense to me uh so give me the Seahawks here plus three and a half uh they're hungry for their first win I, I don't think that the Khalil Mack trade just yet uh brings their the Bears their first victory with him on the team yeah, man, I totally agree, man. I feel like if the Bears are going to play well defensively, but I feel as if it's a, it's a, it's a really huge slap in the face given uh, giving Mitchell Trubisky a, 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 a damn winning spread over Russell Wilson. I don't know what in the world people are thinking. I don't know, but I'll say it again. I don't know what in the world people are thinking. 
I will never put a Mitchell Trubisky at over as a three point spread over Russell Wilson unless Russell Wilson is, is sick and has the flu, and I know he's not playing that week. He's not sick at all. He will be playing this week. So I take Seattle to win the game by at least 14 points because of the spread. I think Russell already saw this, has this already marked in his mind. Like, hey, yeah, man, I have to go out there and kill these guys. I see him, him having, having the defense ready to play. I see them really making uh, Trubisky work. I think Trubisky is going to play better, but I think uh, Seattle is going to win this game by at least 10, 10 or more points. Man. I don't see this game being close. Okay, man. There you guys have it, man. Those are all of our picks for week two. Jerry, you got any shout-outs before we get out of here, man? Yeah, man, shout out to Gurley, man, Todd Gurley, man, my, that's my number three pick in the league uh, this year. Uh, a, a lot, a lot, a lot of fools let him fall number three. Thanks to him, you know, I, I, I able to start my fantasy uh, year off one and zero for the third straight year. You know, also shout out to my man's, uh, you know, my man's uh, Tyrod Taylor. He didn't really have the best game, but he got me that touchdown when right when I needed it. Took me right over the top. You know, so uh, you know, again, you know, and also shout out to, uh, no, shout out to Jerry Goff, man. You know, your young brother doing this thing, third year in the league. You know what I'm saying he's shining right now. A lot of people, a lot of people throwing him shade, but he going to throw these a good two or three TDs this week, you know, and make it bang open. All right, man. I appreciate your time, bro. Really help. Uh, really thank you for coming on. You know what I mean? On such short notice. Shout out to Jerry one time, man. He's been with us for a while on this against the spreadsheet thing that we do. Where we pick every game of the NFL season. This was week two. Like I said, I'm Jared Adams. This is the War Report Radio Series episode 59, I believe. The Against the Spread podcast, man. We're the only people that do this, man. On Against the Spread podcast, week to week. Uh, follow me on Twitter, War Report Radio, Instagram, War underscore Report underscore Radio. We signing out, man. Peace. Word, man. Peace.